calls it thirsty thursday what's good it's the amanda seals show i'm amanda seals your favorite uh, comedian and common sense specialist joined by and i am male but who are you today are you the kid are you the man are you i am uh, i am a parched brother named nails ready for friday <laughs> indulging in adult beverages <laughs> Thursday nails. Well, uh, the week is almost over, so shout out to everybody who is making it and trying to get all the way through. I made the mistake of watching Margin Call and The Big Short, and it's the two movies that people say you should watch if you want to understand, like, when the stock market crashed in 08 and 09 and the housing crisis and everything. And my man was all of a sudden like, they say we should watch these two movies. So I was like, oh, I think I've watched one of them. We can watch them again. But if you watch them back to back, it can like drain you because you're like, man, these people are crooked AF. And you're trying to understand all the stocks and the bonds and the securities, etc. So I feel like I learned a lot. But I remember I told you I watched the Bernie Madoff the other day. Yep. And this, listen, we got to get more financial literacy. That's basically the bottom line. I watched a little bit of the Bernie Madoff one and it kind of like, it kind of confused me a lot because it's just a lot of numbers they just throwing at you, throwing at you. But at the end of the day, you understand how crooked that man was. He ain't the only one. He is not the only one. Never. And I had to Google different terms. So there was a certain level of education that I appreciated about it, but it was also just like, I'm also being educated in just how shady all of this is and that even government offices like the SEC, they really just want to sit at the cool table so they'd be letting mess go down that does not protect the actual people they're supposed to be protecting. So anyways, that's my commercial to watch the Bernie Madoff series and the Big Short and Margin Call if you want to get some information on all of that. Now, we have got information on all other things, okay? Because that's what we do right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We give you a fact, somebody give you a laughs. What do we got coming up with Black Earth News? Well, Tuesday, President Biden did his State of the Union speech and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he repeatedly had to shush certain members of Congress during that speech. Tacky, classless members who wear coats and jackets that give divorcee. I mean, it's just like, ugh, you're doing too much because you're too little. What else we got going on? LeBron James, he set an all-time scoring record passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We're going to revisit that this hour. Big things, big things. Also, for all of my fine dining folks, Cracker Barrel (laughs) is offering... Free food for a year if you propose on Valentine's Day. I'm telling you now. Are they a sponsor? Not right now. Okay, because I'm telling you now, if somebody proposed to me in Cracker Barrel and that ain't like a personal like space that we have, I'm going to be like, come on. Come on, bro. Come, <laughs> Come on, on, bro. Man. Come on, bro. Come on. These biscuits, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have a relationship topic. Can rich men make time? A woman was on the internet and she put out this video where she was basically telling folks, like, you have to understand that rich men don't have time for their loved ones, so just enjoy the money. And I am very curious on what you guys have to say about it, and I know you're curious about what I got to say about it. So make sure you stick around to hear all of that right here at the Amanda Seal Show, and make sure you call us up. one 262-6328. That's one 855 8 Share your thoughts and stick around because we got more show for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. Hey guys, Amanda Seals. <laughs> you came in so soft. <laughs> so true. Oh. I cannot wait for people to hear this conversation we're going to have later on. Let's jump into this Black Earth News. <laughs> it's Nails right here. Uh, listen, the president had his State of the Union speech on Tuesday night, and he told Republicans that he wants to work together instead of fighting for the sake of fighting. He also hit on some points that the people, a.k.a. the middle class, wanted to hear from him about, like health care and the economy and police reform and veterans and infrastructure. But that wasn't enough for people on the other side of the aisle who were heckling him during that speech. Check this out. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. 
doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant but it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is... Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Let me tell you why this is so ridiculous, Nails. Because they really legit was out here saying we want to cut Social Security. You know what I felt like he did? He kind of played chess with them. He was like, listen, this is what they want to do. And then they're trying to call him bluff on it. But in front of the entire nation, they were like, you're lying, you're lying. So he was like, OK, cool. Well, y'all said you're not going to do it now. OK, let's move forward. That's what I feel like he just did. He just called him bluff. It is what he did. It is what he did. One thousand <laughs> percent. But my frustration is that these are the same people who have very vocally and publicly stated that they want to end this and then want to sit up here and act as if that's not being said. And that's the part for me that is the madness. It's the fact that they are so duplicitous that they don't even stand on what they are claiming. Like, if you really going to be out here on the M.O. of like, I'm against this and just be against it. But why are you acting as if that wasn't what you were on? So that's the part for me that just gets really crazy. It's like you can't, it's a moving target of madness. Now, people like um, Sarah Huckabee, the governor of Arkansas, who is evil. And you can tell she's evil because she has looked 65 since she was 35 and she was the <laughs> speaker. Yeah, I remember she was the. She was the public relations person or whatever. When I found out she was 35, I was like, oh, my God, life came to her <laughs> very fast. But she had like a combative speech that, you know, she was rebutting what Biden was saying. At the end of the day, I know that there is a lot of tension on both of these sides because you really have one side that doesn't care about the people and another side that some people are trying to be median, but then you have a lot of people in the Democratic Party who actually do care about the people. And we're really trying to figure out how does this country move forward? Now, Biden says he's going to do another bid. Apparently he alluded to it. He, he didn't say flat out. He alluded to it. I don't know, y'all. I think he's done a cool job, but I, I don't know that I would want to see him in there again. I think it's it's time for a little younger mind. What do y'all think? 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We have got another quick story to give props to. So uh, let's do it real quick before we get out of this. Yeah, What's big congratulations on? to LeBron James. Let's just give him a round of applause, man. He made black history during black history by becoming the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Uh, he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was actually there, who witnessed it and handed the ball over to him, saying that congratulations. He now uh, surpassed him with 38,388 points, and LeBron's still going. So we'll never see this again. We will never see this again. It took 39 years for somebody to beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. So shout out to Bron Bron. Now shout out to all of our lovers in the house. Valentine's Day is a few days away, and Cracker Barrel... <laughs> wants to get in on the celebration. We'll tell you how when we get back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Nails. What's happening? Are you a Valentine's guy? Like I when you're not, in a relationship, do you like make it a centerpiece? Not really. Not really. Honestly, I, 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 I do stuff at home. I'll use it as an excuse to like, you know, me get something. But nah, not really. I don't go all out buying stuff for everybody. <laughs> well, um, Cracker Barrel is apparently a Valentine's Day kind of place, which really surprised me. All right. They have a contest going called the I Said Yes at Cracker Barrel Valentine's Day contest. <laughs> and so it's going to award free Cracker Barrel for a year. A year biscuits. <laughs> To five couples who record their marriage proposal at any Cracker Barrel location nationwide. Now, they're not a sponsor. We're just telling you this information. So from February 10th (laughs) till February 16th, Cracker Barrel wants you to know if you want your big day, your proposal, your down on one knee to happen at a place where there might be sawdust on the ground, they're going to give you free Cracker Barrel for a year. For a whole year. But you have to put on your Instagram and in the caption, that you proposed at Cracker Bell and everything. You basically got to give them a commercial. And Mm -hmm. if they pick you, you'll get that one year free Cracker Bell. And salute to you if you're black and you eat at Cracker Bell. Just saying. It's a barrel of crackers. So (laughs) that's the kind of thing. 
They be having some good food sometimes, though. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just have a hankering. Sometimes you just have a hankering. I grew up in Florida. You know, it's, it ain't, listen, it ain't Golden Corral. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So do your thing. And listen, maybe they'll cater the wedding. All right. <laughs> Stick around, y'all. Now we're talking about love and Valentine's Day and marriage. Well, we're going to talk about relationships when we get back. This one came from Instagram. Can rich men make time for loved ones? Is there a realistic expectation for them to do so? Or do you sacrifice quality time if you're with a rich man? We're going to talk about it when we get right back. And we're going to let you hear the post first so that you can have an informed opinion on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to The Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I love talking about relationships. Especially if, it, if, if yeah, I saw Amanda in the comments on this one right here. She looked like she had some boxing gloves on on this one. <laughs> it started out real light, but then they was coming for me. And, you know, I, I'm the black <laughs> bat queen. And I was like, who are y'all talking to? Well, let's talk about it. Right. So this sister, uh, is she a sister? Yeah, she's a sister. You can see it actually on okay. our Instagram at Seal Said It. It's on the Instagram if you uh, haven't checked out this video right here. I'll tell you exactly why, despite the fact that you might want to be with a rich man, you're actually not cut out for it. I went to lunch the other day with one of my friends who's getting married to a very wealthy guy and she was talking about how unhappy she is in her relationship. And the primary reason is because this man works all the time and her love language is quality time. Mind you, sis is sitting there doused in Chanel and Louis Vuitton that he bought for her. And I told her, I was like, if this is the lifestyle that you want, the Chanel, the nice house, the maids, the cars, the luxury items, then somebody has to go work for it. Okay, now here's the thing, Nails. This It's one thing to be like, damn, why can't you just be home with me all day watching movies but like so because this person that you're with is rich like you can't expect quality time it's called quality time because it's more about quality than quantity i do feel like there are certain men that have even nine to fives that find an excuse to not spend quality time but it's called time management honestly bro how you got rich <laughs> I that's the part. So in the comments, I had said, I mean, there are rich men who also have time management. So mm. I don't understand this. And people went off. There were so many men in there who very were giving very LDE. And they were in there telling me about how that's why I don't have a rich man. And they don't know, mind you, they don't know nothing about who my man is and what he got. But they're going mm-hmm. on about, you know, this is what it is. I Someone said, I have five friends who are very rich and they can tell you that they don't have time. <laughs> I'm like, where are y'all coming from this? I then, of course, had to pull my thing out and say, well, as a rich woman, <laughs> I can tell talk. you that I have quality time factored in to my time management. So that's not a realistic thing. And they're like, well, how do you think people make the money? Listen, y'all, people prioritize what they want to prioritize. And that really is the facts. Let me get your cowbell on that one. (laughs) It's just what it is. I mean, the fact that somebody would even be with somebody and not have any time for them is really just unfair. And I don't think it's a sacrifice someone has to make who wants to be with somebody and enjoys the perks of their money. I don't think that's a dumb request or I don't think it's a practical advice to give to somebody like, hey, just deal with the money and then let that be what keeps you warm at night. Huh? Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't with it. But what do y'all think? <laughs> what do y'all think? Because I know we're going to get some calls on this because I know y'all be feeling strong, you know, and then I know you have men who are like, well, what do you want? The money or me? You know, uh-huh. you got to make a choice. You got to make a choice. Y'all be wanting us to provide and everything, but then you want us to actually like show you love and affection. It's like, yes. And for the record, if you're considered rich, then you have enough money to pay for assistance in your times management. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you either get an assistant or you learn how to delegate. Like all of these things are realistic ways that people who make money continue to make money. So there's that. And by the way, there's a difference between rich and wealthy. Because once a person wealthy, if they still don't got time for you, it's because they're spending it with somebody else. Because wealthy people don't work for their money. And that's the facts. All right. Hit me up. One eight five five Amanda eight. We got more of the Amanda Seal Show next. <laughs> Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here, joined by DJ Nails. People be really making up all type of things to try and make things make sense. We were just talking about how a sister did a video where she was telling another woman, like, you know, if you're with a rich man, then you need to just be happy with the money because he's not going to have time for you because he's got to make that money, y'all. 
I think that's BS. What do you all think? Give us a call. 1-855-262-6328. We love taking calls from y'all. Do we have a caller about something else right now? Yeah, we actually have a caller commenting on an IG post that said how black men who grew up with single mothers don't have respect for black women. What you got to say, caller? It's, it's really crazy because, you know, I grew up without my mother. My father raised four kids by himself, you know, never knew my mother. My grandma died when I was young. But also, I, mean, I do feel what he was saying, but I also feel, you know, the respect is in the man. You know what I mean? For me to be raised by my father and for him to raise four kids by himself, um, he never brought women around. He never showed us the toxicity that could have transpired with his with his relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's all personal preference. My grandma died when I was a kid. No mother influence, you know, it's all the man too. You got to respect the women just as much as they respect us, you know what I mean? Mm. Amen. I love our Amen. listeners. He said the toxicity that transpired. That's a brother that read books. <laughs> That's a brother that reads some books, y'all. Thank you, Clifton, for calling in. And we appreciate y'all. That conversation came out of this discussion where a brother said that he understands how black men can still grow up with single mothers and have no respect for black women when single mothers he feels aren't respecting themselves in their children's presence. And it's been interesting to get these calls from, from brothers. I feel like we haven't had any women call in. You notice that we've yep. had all men call in and say, you know, their thoughts. And we really love hearing from y'all. So give us a call. one 262 Coming up next, seven more Memphis police officers are under investigation in the Tyree Nichols traffic stop that ended in Tyree losing his life. And we're going to talk about it. Plus we got our big up let down. This is the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we we are, we are. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. We're back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Everybody's having a lovely Thursday, and it's only going to get better now that you're rocking with us right here. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Joined and by... I am, I am Nails, and we're going to get into some Black Year News. This hour, our first story, seven more Memphis police officers are under investigation in the Tyree Nichols traffic stop and murder. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That is bun noodles. And we going to cook it up for you when we get back. Let me know what else is going on. Uh, the big game going down this Sunday and Michael Irvin was pulled from NFL's coverage after an incident in the hotel. I can't wait to get into this because I already have my, I, I know, I, I got a feeling I know what happened. I can't wait to hear what happened because people <laughs> just don't know how to act. And even when something is right there on the line, they're like, you know what, it's fine. And I don't understand <laughs> that neither. Also, something I do understand is how Cardi B ended up in the middle of Quavo and Offset fighting backstage before Quavo's tribute to Takeoff. I mean, it must be a doozy to be in the midst of this. And there's so much sadness and so much anger. And we're going to talk more about it because there's actually footage. We also got a... Big up, big up. And a... Down. You know, I got to give somebody some props and I got to give out some blows because that's what we do every day right here at the Amanda Seal Show. So remember, if you miss any day of the show, you can also go back to listen to the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, just type in the Amanda Seal Show. All right, listen, laugh, and learn, y'all. Strap in. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I mean, can I say it any more times? I say it so many times. It's the Amanda Seal Show. One more time. It's the Amanda Seal Show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals. I will actually be in Memphis at the uh, University of Memphis at some point this month. Uh, But Nails, please bring us up to date on what's been going down with the further information about this Tyree Nichols traffic stop. Yeah, we're just finding out seven more officers on top of the ones who have already been charged and fired. The seven more officers are being under investigation right now uh, with the traffic stop and the murder of Tyree Nichols. And this comes from city officials in the city of Memphis. They also said any criminal case related to that January 7th traffic stop are being handled by the TBI, which is the Tennessee Borough of Investigation in the Shelby County District. This right here is kind of synonymous, Amanda, with 
that one officer who they didn't release his name at first, right? Yeah. But he was the mm-hmm. agitator. He was the one who tased them and everything. Yep. And then they put him on a different type of duty or whatnot. But thank God, like they're investigating everybody who had anything to do with Tyree Nichols' traffic stop and the murder. I'm shocked that there are seven more people that were involved in this because there's right. already six that we know of that were simply just police officers. That's not including the EMT. Mm-hmm. Then there was the other EMT. Then there was five. Like there's... This is just incredibly negligent beyond my scope of comprehension. I mean, I hate that we have to even be like, at least they're doing the thing that they're supposed to have been doing forever. Right. Yeah. But I uh, I wrote an article about police brutality uh, that was inspired by this terrible situation that took place that led to Tyree's untimely murder. You can check it out on ebony.com. To me, it seems like the story still isn't clear because I'm still trying to understand, well, where do seven other cops fit in? I'm trying to figure that out, too, because I, I did see a couple of the videos, but I'm trying to figure out where I didn't see a whole police force out there. I see those five guys and then obviously the one who tased them and then the EMTs. But maybe those other officers who they are investigating had something to do trying to cover something up, maybe. Well, I know that when he was pulled over, to my knowledge, there were like three squad cars. Mm-hmm. He was like trapped. So maybe it's all of those officers still confuses me as to why he was being pulled over in the first place and why there would be three squad cars there anyway. All of this, I hope, is going to eventually be revealed. We shall see. Now, something else that was revealed this weekend was uh, something that went down with Mr. Michael Irvin. Yeah, I saw this. I said, damn, 88. So this happened down in uh, in Glendale, down in Arizona, which is the home of the Super Bowl this upcoming Sunday. And obviously, you know, Michael Irvin is one of the faces of their broadcasting. And apparently he and a woman got into it in the hotel over there in Arizona. She filed a complaint about it and they pulled him from their coverage. Now, here's what I'm thinking happened. OK, I'm just going to go out on a limb because based on what he said is that it was a quick 45 second conversation. They shook hands and went their own way. And he said he doesn't remember anything. I feel like Michael Irvin was a little lit and had a blackout mm-hmm. moment and doesn't remember what happened. Yeah, he said he said they had a couple drinks, came back in from the club, had a couple drinks, he spoke to her in the lobby and they had a little altercation or whatever. He went his way. So you think he was so blackout drunk that he wouldn't remember walking away from somebody and then that person actually reconnecting with him or like he may have actually connected with her before that point? Is that what you're saying? Maybe in that lobby, he had a moment where he just blacked out because he crossed liquors. Probably. I'm just jumping to conclusion. They're just saying I I ain't saying from experience. (laughs) (laughs) I just think I mean, we don't know the, the ins and outs of it. According to him, it was very basic. And so he seems very confounded as to how this could happen. But I will say that it is very rare that women are listened to, particularly out the gate and as it applies to people who are in public figure positions, right? Mm -hmm. Like on TV, especially sports folks. So whatever she said must have been very convincing or she must be very well connected because they say, get him out of there. And he is not going to be involved. So we'll keep a watch on this story and if it has any other developments. Speaking of stories with developments... After denying that a fight at the Grammys even took place between Austin and Quavo, video has come out that it actually did take place and Cardi B was involved in trying to break it up. We'll talk about it when we get back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all, welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I didn't get to watch the Grammys, Nails. Did you watch it? I did watch it, yep. I enjoyed it. I joined every... I think this Grammys was probably the most lit one, you know, in terms of blackness at the Grammy Awards. And, Shout but, to Jesse Collins, the hello. executive producer. Hello. That's not by accident. <laughs> but did you see um, uh, Quavo did a performance in memory of all the artists that were passed, that passed away over the past year since the last Grammys. They did a dedication to Takeoff, who was murdered, also a member of the Migos. And apparently the Grammys mm-hmm. asked Offset to be a part of it as well. And Quavo said he did not want him to be a part of it. So that's where an altercation apparently happened backstage. And Cardi B was there. She ended up breaking them up. There's video of this. Even after Offset said it didn't happen. Listen to this. I hear that pain in her voice. What you're hearing is. Both of y'all wrong. Both of y'all wrong. Stop fighting. Something like that. I mean, listen, Offset was like denying this and saying, what do I look like fighting my brother? Y'all crazy. And I can understand why they would not want this to be out. Right. Because it's just 
not additive. It just defeats any level of positive purpose in the centering of takeoff and his memoriam, you mm-hmm. know, but I don't know. I'm, I also understand why if him and Quavo was beefing before, mm-hmm. I don't know that it just necessarily goes away just like that. And I could see why temperatures would flare because of course emotions are still high. And, and that's family stuff that's happening behind the scenes as well. And in that scenario, I would understand why you wouldn't want it to happen right there at that time. That's not the time and place for it. How are they related again? They're first cousins? They're cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Grammys was very messy. To my knowledge, this was done, I guess, maybe without Quavo knowing, you know, and then like Offset was trying to come on the stage and Quavo like was Strong like, warmed him, like stiff yeah, Heisman him, but Again, the reality is this. I think a lot of people don't understand that, like, even if celebrities have money, they have fame, they have all this visibility, they still have regular people problems. And this is a scenario where, like, they are both dealing with incredible tragedy. They're dealing with trauma. They already had friction before. So it either in this type of situation either gets squashed or gets exacerbated. Right. Because we don't know how the conversation takes place when they're together. So. All we can do is hope for healing and hope that they move past this. And, uh, you know, y'all with these videos and these phones, sometimes you just got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, even though it's not a flip phone. All right. Coming back. We got the big up, big up. And the don't go anywhere. Who's going to get the props today? And who is going to get the blows? Keep it locked right here to Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. It's Friday Eve on the Amanda Seal Show. Nails and Amanda right here. It's time for the Big Up Letdown. Who you going to kick it yes, off with today, Amanda? Our big up, big up. Goes to my homeboy and hilarious comedian, Roy Wood Jr. Now, you all have seen Roy Wood Jr. as a Daily Show correspondent doing the dang thing. And he is now going to do the White House Correspondents Dinner. Now, this is a very prestigious job for a comedian. Like, I hope that I get to do this one day. At the White House Correspondents Dinner, it's been this storied uh, tradition that comedians do a speech at the dinner and they always have the president sitting on the stage and you have all the White House correspondents in the audience and they just crack all the jokes on everybody, okay? And one of my favorite White House correspondence centers was Hassan Minhaj, but I know that Roy Wood is going to knock this out of the park, okay? This is the famous dinner where you saw Obama do the literal mic drop. Mm -hmm. This is where that took place. All right. So you guys, I want to give a big up to my homeboy because it's the thing. It's like when you give big ups to people that you don't know, it's one thing, but when it's your actual people's, it's like really special. So shout out to Roy Wood Jr. He deserves this. He is a beast and one of my favorite comedians of all time. And he is going to rock the house. Now today's letdown is the college board says that AP African-American history only leads to one career. So when you go on College Board, you can actually click on the different AP courses and it will live. It will give you like, OK, this course can lead to this many career paths. Right. And it'll list all the different types of career paths that come from a strain from this course. According to at College Board, if you do African-American studies, there's only one career path for you. And that's activist. In contrast, if you do European history, 64 careers, Chinese language and culture, 48 careers. AP dead language, 35 careers. And you telling me that there ain't more than one career that comes out of African-American studies. Well, I could tell you, I got like five careers out of African-American studies. Okay. Cause I got my undergrad and my master's in African-American studies. And I'm a comedian that focuses on African-American content, et cetera. I also wrote a book. So I'm an author. My book is very deeply rooted in African-American history and of course in social studies, et cetera. Then we have the fact that you can be a professor of African-American studies. You can also be a teacher with that knowledge. And I'm a radio host. And this show is rooted, grounded in blackness. That's why we do Black Era News. When we are talking about African-American history for Black History Month right here on this show, it is so much attached to my degrees in African-American history. So they've got it messed up. And we already know that 
College Board has shown a booty by folding behind your man's Ron DeSantis and his requests, which are lunacy, and his suggestion that African-American studies is lacking academic prowess. Whatever. That's the letdown. Let down. Let me know your thoughts. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We've got more of the Amanda Seal Show next. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Happy Black History Month from us here at the Amanda Seal Show. If you are proud to be black, we also have the phone lines open for you to call us up and leave a message because we'll be playing you all month long telling the whole world why you proud to be black. All right. So do that right now at 855-AMANDA-8, 855-262-6328. And also, if you miss any episode of the show, you can go and listen to the show in its entirety wherever you get your podcast. It's just sitting there under the Amanda Seals show like a big old piece of cheesecake with some strawberries on the top of it. Go and grab it right now, wherever you get your podcast. Now, we got a phone call right now uh, from a young lady who is responding, actually, to a conversation we said where the lady said she hates her baby's father so much that it makes it hard for her to like her own child. Check this out. Um, Me listening to her recording, I actually got emotional myself because she really does sound like she's extremely depressed and suicidal. Um, But what stuck out to me was the way she said he took her virginity. And being as though, you know, the kid is half hers, I feel like she tried to love him, but her hatred for the father overpowered that. So now she's to the point where she knows mentally she can't love that child and take care of that child the way a mother should. And I feel like that's a good thing that she knows this. So whoever the child is with should continue to stay with that person so she can get the help that she needs to become a good mother to their child. That's my thought. And that's my comment. I love listening to you me and my daughter. You're the best. You're mm-hmm. awesome. Please continue to do what you're doing for the community. Yay. Thank you, sis. I agree that um, if she feels like she cannot care for the child the way that she wants to or should, she's got to get some help, man. She's got to get some help. The babies feel it. They feel all of that. You know what I'm saying? So that is definitely not something to be taken lightly. And he's 10. So he's definitely like aware enough to get what that is. And that's how parentification ends up happening, where you now then have to be like emotionally mature ahead of your years because you have to carry and care for your parent in a way that is really beyond your responsibility as a child. So wishing them the best and um, hoping that after this video and it going so public that she is able to be connected to some resources where she can actually get the help she needs. Now coming up next... A D.C. heroine disarmed a shooter on a train. And you know she was a sister. <laughs> That's right. We got the story next for you right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Okay, run. <laughs> the new little Negro spiritual right there for you. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. Happy Black History Month to everybody who's joining us. You know, we're trying to do our part to make sure that we keep blackness centered and loud, not just during this month, but all year long. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, joined by... I am insane in the membrane, DJ Nails. <laughs> I got another one for you, boy. Look at this. <laughs> We trying to find a tagline for nails, y'all. We having we having a tough time. We just trying things on, see if what fits, see what fits. Well, tell me this: what we fitting to do for Black Year News? We're gonna go to D.C. where we have a heroine who actually saved a bunch of people on a train. You will not believe this story when we tell you this hour. I love it though. I love this story not because there was a shooter on a train, but because a sister is at the center of the story. I love it. I don't like this next story, though. AMC is going to start charging more for better seats. Changing up that whole movie theater experience. Hate it. Hate it. I don't like it. I'm so tired of capitalism ruining everything. Ah, What else we got going on? One of the greatest of all time, Snoop D-O-double-G. He put the Recording Academy on blast because they snubbed him again at the Grammys this year. They snubbed him again? 
How so? Well, we're going to talk about it. So make sure you stick around. Also, Ungrateful Kid got a 16th birthday gift and she was not liking her Tesla. Y'all, I've been hoping that this was a skit, but it seems like it might actually be legit. Too legit to quit. Stick around because you're going to want to hear this because you're going to want to say your piece because that's what y'all love to do when you call us at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. You can also follow us on all social media at Seals Said It and drop your two cents in the comments right there. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. Now, Nails. Yes. Before we start this first Black Red News story, are you comfortable with firearms? I am. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, tell us about this heroine in D.C. who is as well. Well, it's a sister. First off, her name is Shantae Trumpet. Let's say it loud, mm-hmm. like a trumpet. <laughs> so she ended up telling the story about how she was on the train, right? And the train pulled up to a station. They saw a body laying on the ground and a guy got on the train and sat down with a gun, believe it or not. And she was one of the people who jumped up to grab the gun and they fell on the ground. But listen to the rest of the story that she tells. I was just like, I have to get this gun off this train. Like, that's the only thing I could think of. The door was open. He wasn't gripping onto the gun. He was just holding it. He just had his hand over the gun. I'm comfortable enough with guns. I grabbed the gun and just tried to get out of there. But he grabbed me before I could get completely out of there. I mean, listen, the story is crazy. She ends up running off the train. She was able to get out from under a pile because once he jumped on top of her, all the other passengers jumped on top of them. I mean, it just was like a wild situation and she made it out alive. And this guy, Trotman, shot three people, including 64-year-old Robert Cunningham, a Metro worker who tried to intervene during the chaos. And then he tried to get on the train. And I saw this story because they had the headline as like, so-and-so thanks DC woman for helping. And I was like, wait, what? And once I read the story, I'm like, why does this not say Shantae Trumpet's name in the headline? She is a woman on a train going to where she going and ended up saving a whole train people lives. Listen, I had to hit her up in the DMs and just thank her. And it turned out she was a fan and she is going to be a guest on my podcast, Small Doses, because one of the things that stood out to me, Nails, was she said that I'm comfortable with firearms. And that's what made her feel like she could do this. And I know a lot of us, particularly women, we don't have that comfort with the firearms and we don't have the uh, arrogant confidence that a lot of men have (laughs) to make us think that we could do it. And so I want her to come on my podcast to talk about her story as well as how she got comfortable with firearms. So look out for that episode of Small Doses Podcast. All right. What else we got going on? Well, AMC, the largest movie chain in the country, is changing up their pricing, man. And I hate to hear this because I'm one of those guys who love to go to the movie still. I just love to smell that fresh popcorn and mm-hmm. hear the acid in the in the soda and the whole straw when you're in the theater. But they're changing it up. No longer going to be uh, one price for every ticket in there. They're going to have three different tiers of tickets. You're going to have the highest end, which is preferred tier, which is in the middle of the theater, the best seats in the house. And then they're going to have a slight premium compared to the standard Basically, it's going to be three different tiers. Worst seat in the front of the theater, which the one you got break your neck licking all the way up. Mm-hmm. That'll be the cheapest one. I don't like this. I don't like it either. You know what? Elijah Wood, famous uh, actor who is, of course, of Lord of the Rings fame. He was saying that the reality is that for all of us, movies used to be the equal playing field, right? Like everybody could go to the movies mm-hmm. and it's not like theater where you have to have so much money to go to theater. It's not like sporting events, same thing. And I don't know why they feel like they got to now bring movies into this space. I mean, I guess I do know why because they're not making no money off of movies. That's why. But you know why? It's because we had a pandemic, we were in the house and I just feel like this is not the method that they should be putting in place to try and get people back out to the movies. It's not at it all. at all. At all. So. I wonder if the seats in the front will be less than what seats are now, right? That's my question. Because movie theater seats be OD now in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if it's going to be less or if that's going to be the actual bottom starting point. Because baby... I might be in this house. (laughs) Streaming the movies. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing too much. Now, somebody who's doing too little, 
is the Recording Academy, according to my homie Snoop Dogg. So we're going to get into that when we get back right here to The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's The Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I am a big fan of Snoop Dogg. He's the homie. He always keeps it a buck with me. Like, I mean, y'all, like... Every time I see Snoop, we end up having like this deep powwow where he'll like put me on to like, this is who you need to mess with. You know what I mean? Like, and it always turns out that like we both do not like the same people and we both rock with the same people. And we were both on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune together. So that was the last time I got to see the homie. But when you say he's upset about the Grammys, what's going on? Yeah, he ended up making this post on his IG, which a lot of us are feeling too, because he got snubbed at the Grammy Awards again. And Snoop is not a stranger to the Grammy Awards. He's been nominated time and time and time again, but he has yet to win a Grammy Award. And he's on a list of other artists who include Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., Nicki Minaj has never won a Grammy, DMX has never won one, Busta Rhymes, Rick Ross, or Pusha T. And none of them have, have never won a Grammy Award, believe it or not. But how did he get snubbed this year? Well, Snoop was nominated and he didn't win. It's it's an mm. ongoing thing with Snoop Dogg. He always ends up getting nominated. He's had 20 different nominations, but zero wins. That was the caption he even put on that post for the Grammys. I think what sucks is that these awards just feel like so important for so many people. Like if you're in music, like, of course, it makes sense that the Grammys would be a centerpiece for you. But I think that we have to remember that the Grammys, the Oscars, all of these factions, they are not diverse the people who are voting are oftentimes only there because they had the money to be a part of the Academy. They don't even necessarily have the time to do the real research to actually like have a educated decision about the people they're voting for. And there's so many genres in the, in the Grammys. It's like, if you're not a true, 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 true music head, you're not going to know about hip hop. You're not going to know about EDM. You're not, you're going to know about the kinds of music that you already like or that you work in. And so I feel like there's just a kind of, there's just like an unrealistic, expectation that folks have about these Grammys and their fairness. It's the same with the Oscars. Like y'all really thought the Oscars going to honor a black woman movie with a bunch of dark skinned black women, like standing up for themselves against slavers. Mm. No, that's why they snubbed woman King. Why would y'all think that? I know that there's this idea that like these people going, they going to get right. They going to do right by us. They never have. And it's just, it seems to me at this point that, the energy should not be in lamenting or being frustrated that they're not doing it, but more so in either exodusing from these awards and creating an award show that we feel like has the same level of esteem or pouring into an award show that already exists and giving it even more esteem like um, the NAACP awards mm -hmm. or simply just not including our work in their award show. Because that's the other part. We make everything better. When we decide not to be a part of the clown show, we make them look like the clowns. That's my opinion. That's just my thought. If every black person really didn't show up, I feel like we'd really see something happen. They'd be forced to. It'd be boring. It'd be like chicken with no seasoning. That's exactly what it would be like. And that <laughs> sounds very unappetizing and unentertaining. But, you know, there's always going to be someone who's going to cross the line, by the way. So it's like, I could just see like Terry Crews doing it anyway, because he'd oh, be like, boy. well, they never were a problem for me. I could just see it. I could just see it. Anyway, he just got a straight bullet in that conversation. <laughs> He's like, how'd I get in it? How'd I get in it? Y'all, listen here. Listen here. When we come back, okay, there's this video of this kid who got a 16th birthday gift and her reaction to getting a car is abominable. But you got to stick around and hear it. Right here, the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. What's going? Question on? for you, nails. Did yes. you get anything special for your 16th birthday? Not that I remember, honestly. I, I've never really been a, a birthday gift person, but I know I'd be appreciative really? of a car. Right. So for my 16th birthday, I got uh, to use the car that my mom had bought like years ago. That was like a Mazda 323, y'all. It was a little hatchback, little looked like a little frog. And <laughs> I got access to that car. That car became my car. But this little girl got herself a Tesla for her birthday. And this is how she reacted. Surprise. This is your car, girl. I didn't want a Tesla. I don't want, I don't like electric cars. Wait, what? I for Mercedes Benz. I don't like Teslas. 
Well, you got a nice, this is better than a Mercedes Benz. This is not, but I don't want no car that, if I gotta, I gotta charge it for it to work. I didn't want that. Girl, you need to be grateful that you got a damn car. I, I could've, I could've just been walking it. I would rather walk it in. Get the car. Right, you, you should be happy. Be grateful. You can put your, put the keys back in your purse. Oh, and I will, oh, and don't I ask me for nothing else. Oh my God. Mm. If the put the keys back in the purse. Hell no. What are we <laughs> talking about? Okay, now first of all, let me just say this: we have not confirmed whether or not this is a skit, but it has gone viral, and people have strong feelings about this. I personally feel like if this is real, take the car back. She got to get a bus pass. That's real. That's real. And maybe they're in D.C., which has free bus transit now, so maybe she could then just ride the bus for free. What would you do, Nails? Oh, I'm taking the car back and I'm not even giving her. I, she might get a, a, a birthday card or something after that. She ain't getting another car. I tell you that. I think you got to bring whoopings back when something like this go down. I would have took either be, the belt or the slide. Team. One or the yeah, other. Yeah, but ah, yeah, she got that. That would bring violence. <laughs> that would bring violence. I'm not it. condoning it. I'm just saying I understand. I understand. Now, apparently... The car, you know, was not what she wanted and she wanted a Benz and the mom said she could only afford a Tesla, not a Benz. Listen here. I don't blame her. Why would a baby need a Benz? That's a lot of car for somebody that's just now driving. I totaled my car within like seven months. I told her my car, like my homegirl was in the car with me. She ended up getting a collapsed lung. It was a whole terrifying, crazy experience. And I think we just underestimate the fact that at the end of the day, driving is not just easy. Mm. Like it does require practice and you practicing on a bands, baby. Mm -mm. It's the most dangerous thing we do in our, in our daily activities anyway. Like hopping in the car is a dangerous thing. So Come on, man. She lucky that her mom even spent money on a Tesla. She talking about a Benz. Come on, man. She lucky her mom even had the money to spend it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. People be so ungrateful. Speaking of that, I want to send our love out to the people in Turkey and Syria who are just continuously having to deal with what's going on with the earthquake. I mean, I saw the death toll rise from 4,300 and then I came back to my phone and it was at 11,000. And I just, I, I can't even wrap my head around that many souls being lost at just an instantaneous moment. And, you know, these are also people who are already besieged by war and et cetera. So I just want to send my love out there. And I really, I brought that up because you need perspective. You need perspective sometimes to remind you of like what you have and being grateful for what you have. And also knowing that your problems, even though they might seem insurmountable, when you hold them up against something else, it's like, mm, you know what? This actually could be dealt with and she need to get dealt with. So there's that. Now, coming up next, we're going to go to the phones. Take your calls on our relationship topic. Can rich men make time? Next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Now, Nails. Yes. You are uh, born and raised in Florida. Yes, ma'am. Went to an HBCU. Yes, ma'am. And uh, we've been talking a lot about Governor DeSantis in Florida and his efforts to undermine the value of African-American studies. But I think a lot of people don't know that this is happening nationwide. We're seeing the banning of books, y'all. This is a real thing. I think a lot of people aren't taking it seriously. And there are a lot of folks who are trying to wake folks up. And I got the chance to check out this webinar that was at my alma mater, Columbia University. The webinar was called Whitewashing Black Studies, the Fight for African-American Studies in the Era of Racial Backlash. And this was done uh, on YouTube. So you can still check it out. And it had some really dope people that were involved in this. Okay, you got Kimberly Crenshaw, who is the creator of critical race theory. Keep hearing about critical race theory. Well, baby, she's the one who made it up. She also coined the term intersectionality. They also had um, Randy Weingarten, who's the president of the American Federation of Teachers. That's the teachers union. She's the president. Okay, top game. All right. Also, they had Roderick Ferguson, who's a professor of women's gender and sexuality studies and American studies at Yale University. And Paul Ortiz, who's a professor of history at the University of Florida. Now, y'all know I'd be on my academicness. You know, I went to school. I got my master's in African-American studies. And education to me is the key to liberation. Like we have to remember that there was so much effort made for us 
as black folks not to read and not to know about our history and not to know about our identity. That wasn't by accident. And it also wasn't by accident that critical race theory has been like coined with this toxic negative terminology that now has these these white people in the in the nation scared, et cetera, et cetera. And so this webinar was really focused on just letting folks know that at the end of the day, it's going to take courage to actually challenge this and shut this down. And I thought that was dope nails because I think a lot of people hear stuff like this and may say like, well, this doesn't affect me. This doesn't bother. Like, this isn't my problem. Like, I wasn't going to college for African-American studies, et cetera. Or, you know, I don't like school. No way. But it, like, trickles down. This effort to say that we don't need to learn about American history by erasing Black folks. Mm. Y'all, that has so many multi-layers to it. It, it. it, one, just is lying. Just lying about the reality of this country. Two, it really tries to make black folks feel like we don't have value in this country. And there's already so much effort going on to do that. But one of the phrases that I really loved was they said, we need to be courageous about community. And every day I end the show and every time I'm on stage, I end the show and I say, y'all, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. And that's exactly what I mean. So when I heard them say it, I was like, oh, wow, because that's really what I be feeling like. We got to be courageous about community. We have to socialize courage, they said, meaning like we got to make courage a part of our social norms. There has to be an actual effort made to say to people, y'all got to stand up. Y'all got to find ways to make your voice heard. And your voice can be heard in a multitude of ways, people. It ain't just talking loud like me and nails. Your voice can be heard with your money, with your time, with your vote, with who you support, with how you show up in your community, with what you teach your kids at home, et cetera. So I just want to shout everybody out who got to listen to that and let y'all know that you can go online. And if you want to check out the webinar and get what I'm talking about, just go to YouTube and type in whitewashing black studies, the fight for African-American studies in the era of racial backlash. Don't sleep on these people. Nails, you got anything you want to say? Nah, nah, you nailed it. You nailed it, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. We'll be right back, y'all. I just had to get that off my chest right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We've been rocking with you all day, keeping it funky as we usually do, as we always do, really. Authenticity is really the name of the game here in these parts. You feel me, Nails? You feel me? Thank you. But I, w- I want us to get a, a, a name. A name. name. <laughs> you still going <laughs> to call I'm me the Caprice I'm the comedian and comments and specialist. And like, we're trying to find like, what is Nails's like, catch, what is his, what's the word I'm looking for? Why can't I think of what a that would be called? maybe. Your tag, yeah. Alias. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, done, we done gone through the, the kid. We done gone through the Florida kid. We done gone through the Florida boy. We done gone through the, what was Florida it? Man. The man nail. Today was the crazy and crazy insane, the membrane. I'm just like, we got the land on something. We got the land now, what we got going on this Black Year News? Oh, man, we're going to get into Life Jennings. He allegedly got robbed of $120,000 worth of jury, along with some other stuff, too. And this happened over in California. Oh, in Oakland? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> what else we got going on? All the single ladies are buying up property. What does that mean? Well, we'll jump into it this hour. I am very curious to hear what that means because it sounds like something I like. Yeah. We also got the and the find out who's going to get the props and who's going to get the blows. And just so you know, the props are going to an actual friend. I get to give somebody a big up that I actually know. I'm very excited to do that. Very excited to stay connected with y'all also on social media at Seals Said It. So make sure you drop in and give us a comment or a DM or a repost, etc. And remember, if you are missing the show and you want to make sure you don't miss any parts of the show, it is a Available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you go to 
any podcast source and type in The Amanda Seals Show. All right, listen, laugh, and learn with us. We ain't going nowhere. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and I'm joined by DJ Nails, who keeps trying to find out analogies for what yeah. it's like to find our show on podcasts. Yeah, you can find it's it sitting there like a... Today is sitting there like a big old thing of a mango, a big old fresh, juicy mango that's ripe. So you can go to wherever you get your podcast, and when you type in the Amanda Seals Show, it'll pop up and be dangling right in front of you like a big old juicy ripe mango. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. All right. All right. Well, the Grenadian in me really supports that because we love a mango. What we got going on? Well, let's get into this Blackurate news. Life Jennings, he was over in Oakland, California, was booked for a bunch of shows over there. And he put this up on his Instagram. Apparently, he got robbed of over $120,000 worth of jewelry and other things. Listen to this. Basically, um, bust the windows out the thing and like snatch my little book bag. It's like 120,000 worth of jewelry in there and my computer and my ID, passport, credit cards. Now, I don't want to sound lacking in empathy, but why would you leave all of that in a car on a seat? Now, you a street nigga. You know better than that. You are in the town, okay? You are in Oakland, California. Everybody got signs on their car like, don't break in here. There ain't nothing in here. <laughs> like, why would you leave all that in the car? Uh, and th- didn't j- didn't life do time already, too? That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> Come that's on, That's my man. point. Come on now. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Shout out to the Bay, because they'll tell you in the Bay, don't leave nothing in that car. They're going to get in there. Listen. They will tell you. True story. I went to the Bay one time with one of my frat brothers, and he told me, don't go to the park after dark, bro. Because they they, they get they get you over there. So, <laughs> shout out to the Bay Listen, area. <laughs> shout out to the Bay Area. We just bigged up E-40 the other day for giving money to his alma mater, Grambling State. And uh, shout out to my people over there. Fabby Davis Jr., Mr. Fab, and Too Short, and Droop E. I got a lot of folks in the Bay. Show love, show love. So, big ups to the Bay Area. And shout out to So Oakland. They just hit me up and said they're going to send me some So Oakland gear. Now, coming up next, all the single ladies are buying property, and we're going to talk about it on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's Friday Eve, and this is the Amanda Seal Show. I am Nails, and that is Amanda Seals, and she got super excited when we brought this up right here. Apparently, all the single ladies are buying up all the property in the United States. They're outpacing pretty much all the men and buying up property. According to this survey right here, this is a recent study that found that single women are outpacing all the single men in home ownership. And this is a new trend that's coming to a sh- it's, it's a shock to many people that single women are out buying men in house ownership. Not surprised to me. Um, no, I don't know why. I don't know why people are surprised by that. At the end of the day, women's independence in this country and the financial independence and the be- ability to be able to take care of yourself would involve owning property. And the continuance, particularly for black women, the ability to start building generational wealth is going to start with owning property and owning land. And real estate is really one of the best ways to be able to build wealth and to close this wealth gap, et cetera. So I think this is great to see. And at the end of the day, you know, you don't need if you got the bread, you don't need to be with somebody in order to buy your property. And I think that when we see single women doing this, it's people really realizing that this is a new day. And we got to make sure that we are taking care of self. And, you know, assets are a necessary part of adulthood in this country that is ruled by capitalism. And that's just the facts. That's Can't real. just have a nice watch. That's <laughs> just what it is. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Keep making strides, sisters. Keep making strides. And when you find your partner, well, then y'all can buy a house together and you can rent this one out and have a whole other property that's just an investment property. But I'm fine. Coming up next, we've got a... Figo, figo. Let down. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. It's time to head on out of here gonna be back tomorrow on a nice Friday. Yeah. It's the Amanda Seals show. Amanda Seals checking out. Signing off. Nails. Yeah. Anything special happening tomorrow? 
uh, tomorrow it is going down. All right. So coming up tomorrow, we got more Black Eurit news coming your way, plus more of your calls on all the, t- the topics and conversation we have here on the show. Plus our young Black historian, Khalil Green. He's going to join us. Let me give him a cowbell. He's going to join us to give us some more Black history in our segment that we call Bet You Didn't Know. I love that part, man. I love seeing uh, the younger brothers that's super smart joining us on the show. And we'll be here tomorrow. We also got to talk about people slamming Disney for their quote unquote anti-white episode of the Proud Family reboot, which mm. newsflash and plot twist, it's not anti-white. Actually, you know what? Let me just say this. It is anti-white. It's anti-oppression. And I guess what we're going to talk about is what that actually means. Because I think people, when you hear anti-white, people think you're saying like, I don't like white people. No, what we're saying is we don't like what whiteness has done in the world, the actual creation of whiteness. Okay. Mm. That's why you got to listen to my special. I'd be knowing because I break it down for you that some people are white and some people just happen to be white. There's a difference. Mm. We're going to get into that and much more. If you miss any part of the show, make sure you check out the latest Amanda Steele Show podcast episode available wherever you get your podcast. We've also got my podcast, Small Doses, over here now at Urban One Podcast Network. So make sure to tap in and check that out. And you can watch it as well on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. So there's a lot going on that you can get into. Make sure you stay connected with us on social at Seal Said It. And remember... We are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.